And that same thing is true for the front part of your mouth. It, it does affect your interaction, all kinds of relationships, uh, friends, uh, romantic interactions. Uh, if you're going for a job and you want to look your best, you got to act with energy. You got to have a smile. You've got to right. be approachable. And so it's not vanity. It's self-esteem, it's confidence, and it's the ability to reflect the true self that you are, the happy, energetic, likable, lovable people that you are, and it doesn't physically come through when you're reluctant to smile because you have some blemish in the front part of your mouth. Welcome, everyone. You are in the ring with Mia St. John. How's everybody? Pretty good. Yeah? We're good, Mia. Thank you for inviting us. This is a great topic. Thanks for coming. And actually, we are in the office of world-renowned cosmetic dentist, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin. <laughs> Please, no applause. No applause. <laughs> no applause. Um, Dr. Rifkin is located in Beverly Hills, California, and you can find him at drlawrencerifkin.com. And his patients, I don't know if I can uh, out his patients, but he has a, he's got like the celebrity, the celebrities of celebrities, Miley Cyrus. Chrissy Teigen, John Legend, Lawrence Fishburne, Eve, the Osbournes. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Um, He also donates his services to um, individuals who are homeless, victims of war, and domestic violence. Right? That's right. He's been on shows such as Good Morning America, Vanderpump Rules, and he has been a regular guest on The Doctor's. It's been it's been a long ride, you know. With some experience, you get the opportunity to treat a lot of people. Um, th- thank you for mentioning, you know, some of the celebrities. But everybody that comes into my office, I, I come from humble beginnings, and everybody's treated like a celebrity. I I just treat them as uh, friends and family, and uh, possibly because of the location, I get my my share of celebrities. But I really enjoy what I'm doing, and and uh, even the office is in a very le- nice location. You know that uh, it's my second home. So uh, I can treat my patients and my practice with passion and I like treating everybody. So that's, yeah. uh, that's what I, I do. I know you're, yeah. you're like one of the, the nicest, most compassionate doctors I've ever known. That's very kind of you. So you're also my boyfriend. So <laughs> <laughs> She's not biased at all. Is she? <laughs> I'm not biased. Um, and I think that was part of our attraction. The fact that you are very philanthropic and very kind yeah. and, and treating people. I think that we, that's it part was. of our respect and, and, uh, attraction to each other it was yeah i respect really you was. by the way and we actually i like met. you too do you guys know where we met no please okay don't. we met at my son's my son was an artist and he was with the laguna gallery of contemporary art and he had hit uh his third or second showing um of his art and i advertised that oh my son's gonna come he'll he'll be signing um if you buy a, a gicle, he'll sign it for you. Anyway, my son never ended up showing up. He never showed up for any of his galleries, um, except but for the like work a was couple. There. But the yeah. beautiful work, the work was there, and was I was there. very interested in that. Yeah, because he's very, you know, like, uh, very eccentric, you know. And um, But anyway, so Larry showed up, and he bought a, a, a very expensive gicle, and he said, 
he said something like, is he going to sign it? And I said, well, he's not here, but I'll, I can bring it to your office. Anyway, he asked me out to dinner and that was it. And then he fell, and then he fell madly in love. After that, then I fell madly in love with the art after I saw Mia. Okay. <laughs> no, actually, I love the art, and of course, I loved Mia, too. So that yeah. was, uh, it was a good connection. It was a really yeah. great, great way to meet. Because I, as you know, I love art. I sculpt, and so my appreciation for it and your son's work was uh, quite, quite, uh, quite extensive. Yeah. Thank you. But the yeah, reason I cool. mentioned uh, where we met is because we were donating um, a percentage of the sales to to the foundation. So anyway, um, okay. So we also have our Daniel's place crew. I call them the DP crew. (laughs) Um, we have members, Robert. Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, we have Shane. How you doing? And we have Marcus. Pleasure. Nice to meet you. all. And today we're actually discussing mental health and oral hygiene. Um, and we've read, me and Larry have read like some really good articles lately. And I don't know why, like this has been really popular though in the news, there's like a link between mental health and your oral hygiene. And I was, it's funny cause I was talking to, um, Robert earlier about our teeth. Cause he has such nice teeth. You know, can you smile first, Robert? Let's see your teeth. You know, aren't they? Show that, show that beautiful grill, Robert. I know. And it's so, fake smile. it's so funny because we were Sorry. both saying like, like even when, you know, I, I was homeless for a little while when I was young and, and obviously Robert has, you know, was homeless until recently, but how we're, we were so like neurotic about our teeth. Like one thing we always had was our, our toothpaste and our toothbrush, you know? Oh, yeah. It's um, because a smile is the one thing like the the first thing people see, and then like um, pe- like your smile can like people judge you off your smile, of course. Is that yeah. crazy? Yeah, and it's like it's a it's a it's almost a status symbol. Yeah, so Larry like, will tell you that. Yeah, so like you want to like even if you don't, you're not in the best place in your life. You want to feel like you're in the best place and the smile, like to have a good smile. That's like the one thing that really matters to me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like the same way. Um, so, but there actually was like a link. They found a link between a person's mental health and their oral hygiene. And I'm going to let Larry talk about this, but I thought it was so interesting because a study and it was, it says the European journal of oral health that it revealed that losing teeth could actually worsen your memory. And I instantly thought of boxers <laughs> because most boxers, um, with the exception of me, because I have such a great dentist, he's helped me keep my teeth, which he says one of them's on the verge of like, I'm losing it. But m- most fighters like are missing their teeth. You know, they have the implants, but, um, I was thinking like, cause a lot of fighters do end up with, uh, dementia, memory loss, and that could be a, a huge, like possible link. So there's two sides to it. Um, I think that bad oral hygiene, the bacteria can lead to a lot of 
physical illnesses, right, as well as mental illness. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other part that Robert was talking about, how just your smile, I think it it can help your self-confidence and how people look at you. So there's two sides to that. And so I wanted to let you elaborate on, on what you thought. Well, this is a really fantastic topic. You know, um, I'm known in my practice, gentlemen and Mia, for a lot of cosmetic and, re- and reconstruction, beautification of smiles, people that want to look better, look picture perfect, a lot of celebrities that want to show better on camera with lighting. But the bulk of my patients uh, want to feel good. They want to look their best and uh, they don't want to have problems in the future. A lot of the studies that I've been doing, not just since this article, this is a recent article, but for a decade or so, I have been educating my patients on the importance of eliminating bacteria from their mouth. People think as well, it's just gingivitis of the gums or it's just decay. And it's far reaching beyond that. Imagine the fact that, you know how we get ill? We get ill by bacteria, viruses. We breathe it in. Somebody that coughs or sneezes, we know we're taking it in. Where do we take it in? We take it in through our nose, through our mouth. And the bacteria that live in our mouth have been shown to be penetrating through the gum tissue. There's lots of studies. As a matter of fact, I brought a book here that's a lot of illustrations uh, that show the link between oral health and general health. So that's the physical part of it, the part that affects our immune system. It affects uh, the, the fact that bacteria that we were talking about in this journal travels through our bloodstream, lodges in our brains or in our arteries and our hearts, and either causes atherosclerosis, sometimes uh, heart attacks, uh, sometimes stroke, pulmonary embolism. A lot of the diseases that we die from, mostly related to inflammation, it usually comes from bacteria, lack of sleep, toxins in our body. And that uh, a lot of the diseases, mostly heart disease and cancer, a lot of these are the main reasons why we die. Okay, we have other illnesses, of course, but the bacteria in our mouth are closely linked, DNA, RNA, to uh, the, the bacteria in our mouth, our mouths. And so that's the physical aspect of it, a lot of diseases. And just by simply brushing and flossing, very inexpensive, even if you don't see the dentist, and of course I recommend that you do, uh, to check up on all of these things are very, very important. In my practice, I educate my patients very strongly on that. This is totally separate from the cosmetic aspect of it. And I do a head and neck. I want to be able to examine lymph nodes and salivary glands. It's a very quick exam, but it's very, very important. Seldom do physicians uh, go to the extent of looking inside the mouth. That's my area. That's our responsibility. Now, when we get to the mental part of it, when we get to the mental part of it and the psychological part of it, you know, everybody, me too, uh, wants to look our best. You want to interact. And like you said, Robert, it could be your signature. It's part of how people judge you. Let's say you are a very kind person. We are all kind people. And to reflect and express that to others, we smile, we engage each other, we say, hi, how are you? You smile. But if you don't, if you're afraid or you're concerned about a blemish in your smile, a broken tooth, a missing tooth, a decayed tooth, you're reluctant to smile, right? So you kind of cover up. And to the opposite person, the friend that you'd like to have, they don't judge you as maybe being approachable or friendly because you're covering up your true energy inside because you're afraid to show your teeth. It's a blemish. And so if you just correct the blemish, you'll be able to act freely, emotionally interact with other people. Right. Well, that's interesting because when I was talking to Marcus earlier, um, I was at Daniel's place and we were doing our boxing class. Um, I asked him, 
you know, I didn't know. I was, you know, trying to feel him out, see if he wanted to come today. And he was saying how I was asking him about, you know, teeth and self-confidence. And, and that's exactly what he was talking about. That like, sometimes like it can cause him to feel like, um, you know, that lack of confidence because right. of his teeth. Right. So, um, yeah. So you can tell us like what, um, well, yes, um, exactly. Um, I have a cracked tooth in the front, in the front of my mouth. Um, and before, prior to this, I'm very like outgoing talker. Some, depending on how uncomfortable I am, like to smile and talk. But ever since that moment, I, I try to, I would, someone, someone would go out of my way to avoid having to like smile or show my mouth a certain way. Like I would talk a little different just to avoid that level of attention, you know, cause it, it's, People don't really people don't think of it, but it's about it's just as if not more important as like your haircut, you know, the clothes you put on, you know, uh, whether right. women for makeup or mm-hmm. shave that day. Mm-hmm. This is like the the thing you you see from the time that you're that you're born, from the time that you start right. introspecting into the mirror. You the first thing you notice is your smile and your teeth, and to having uh, an alteration to that, like in a negative manner, whether it's missing teeth, broken teeth, decaying teeth, that really kind of it really messes with it messes with your uh your energy mm-hmm. that's the right. best i can put it i, I don't want to stumble over it, but yeah no that that was very clear it's 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 the first thing that another person sees that you see in the morning in the mirror mm-hmm. it's the first thing you see is our communication centers mm-hmm. right that's our mouth we mm-hmm. talk our eyes we verify but when i'm talking to we, anybody we look at the we mouth. look at the mouth because they're watching right. the words being formed exactly. so the, mm-hmm. the teeth well, like are there Robert right? Was saying, <laughs> yeah, right it's the first thing you're looking at Right. So, but, I, but how hard is it? Because all three of you have experienced homelessness up until recently. So, how hard is it to take care of your teeth if you're homeless? It's. it's I didn't had a, a quite few experiences dealing with my teeth being homeless. I used to sleep on the beach mm-hmm. for months and months and months on end. And I was dealing with a cavity. Uh, it got so bad where it was an abscess. Mm-hmm. And like being on the streets, being able to not to eat proper rest and sleep and, and dealing with extreme accruciated pain, like night and day. And plus I'm homeless. I'm, I'm, I'm worrying about multiple other things. I'm depressed. I don't want to smile. I don't want to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to talk to any girls. And like, Everything is just it's just it's it's a very it's a deper, it's a very depressing thing when you know you can't take care of your teeth properly and, and like and you want to but you you can't it is very hard. Yeah, so you experienced actually both aspects of having either an abscess tooth, you had some disease, you had an infection, you didn't feel good. Yes, sir. And then because of that, you didn't feel your energy was positive. You didn't want to interact. You didn't want to have a date or meet somebody. And that same thing is true for the front part of your mouth. It, it does affect your interaction, all kinds of relationships, uh, friends, uh, romantic interactions. Uh, if you're going for a job and you want to look your best, you got to act with energy. You got to have a smile. You've got to right. be approachable. And so it's not vanity. It's self-esteem. It's confidence. And it's the ability to reflect the true self that you are the happy, energetic, likable, lovable people that you yeah. are. And it doesn't physically come through when you're reluctant to smile because you have some blemish in the front part of your mouth. Yeah. It's interesting. You said that because I actually had my boyfriend before you, 
There was one before yeah, me. I know, I know, honey. The truth comes out, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he was. He like never smiled ever. He just seemed like he was always cranky, and I I never understood it. I was like, and I told him once, I, and he was a real big guy, like like six something, like six. I'd say about six six. My height. <laughs> Minus a couple of feet. <laughs> no. So he was like six six and he weighed like uh probably two sixty, two seventy. I mean he was a really big guy. So you can imagine not only is he huge, but he's like got this like mean look on his face. And I asked him, like, why do you always look like you're miserable? Mm-hmm. And he finally told me it was because of his teeth. Mm-hmm. He was embarrassed about his teeth. And I thought, wow, like how sad that is that he could not even, he felt like he couldn't even smile. It's, it's, you know? it's not uncommon. Can I give you two examples? Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the lucky enough to be on the Dr. Drew show called life changers. And they had a young lady that called in and she had a very nice young lady. She had very badly decayed front teeth. All of her teeth were in really, really bad shape. She was attractive enough. She had three beautiful little daughters she could not go out of the house. She was so ashamed of her teeth. She could not go to the store to buy groceries. She would pay somebody else to go get groceries. Mm-hmm. She couldn't have a date, that's for sure. And she was ill. Her energy was down. And it took a, a team of us to fix her mouth up. And she just totally lit up. She got a job. Her daughter, she interacts with him. She's, she's on social media. She's, she's in great shape simply because, number one, she's healthier. And number two, she can be interactive. She's not uh, right. lacking of confidence. The other example that I have, if you don't mind, is, um, you know, I help soldiers or military yeah. that have been injured. Some, some of their injuries are every body part, and sometimes it's the face. I have a one, uh, one sergeant, uh, I'll just say Sergeant Tony, uh, he was uh, in the bomb squad. He got hit twice by a bomb, and he had a lot of injuries to his face and his mouth. And so he, the military did the best job that they could, but it still didn't look like normal front teeth. And so between a surgeon and myself, we fixed up the front part of his mouth. I don't say I'm responsible for him getting married and having two children right now because that's not my job, (laughs) but we fixed his teeth up, made it look really natural. He started to smile. He was a really confident guy. He's a Marine. Okay. So he has no lack of confidence, but the, the ability to interact and feel good about himself and be uh, a likable, approachable and feel like you're really good looking enough to have a date. You know, that, that changed and, and I don't want to take a lot of credit. There's a lot of dentists and, and surgeons and military and medical people that do this, but I think it goes far beyond. It's not just vanity. You know, it's not cosmetics is like, like makeup, but aesthetics and self-esteem is really related to how you look and how you it present is. yourself. But so, and that was really nice of you that you did that, but what, what advice would you give, say like these guys mm-hmm. that, um, maybe have like a lack of confidence or, or whatever, like what would you advise them to do and say, um, not just them, but others who are still homeless, Mm -hmm. like what can they do? You know, maybe their, their teeth are yellow Mm -hmm. and and they can't come and see a dentist. Like like, not, not only like being like homeless and dealing with like teeth issue, sometimes, your teeth is the last thing you're thinking about. Yeah. Right. Like you totally didn't forgot yeah. about yeah. Like your dental yeah. work yeah. and like what's going on. I understand. Yeah. But say when you, you know, like, like you guys are all, you know, uh, you're not homeless anymore. Yeah. Um, 
but maybe people that don't have like the finances, like, and I know you do a lot of, you know, free work, um, because you, you know, that's, you're just a very compassionate person. And I'm one of many, many, many doctors that do that, but thanks. Yeah. I mean, there are doctors that do that. Um, so, but what would you say to those people who don't have the money to go see a dentist like you or any dentist at all? You know, what can they do? Is there something that they could do like at home or? I believe that as Shane just said, you know, here's the last thing he's thinking about. I don't, we need to educate people, the whole, the entire public, including homeless people, that there are inexpensive ways for prevention. If you can do that, uh, toothbrush, you know, flossing, cleaning, there are free clinics. There are dental schools that go out and help people and do cavity control and free cleanings. If the message were gotten out to you more and more and more, and that's what I really love about Mia, she's getting the message out to the public that there are ways to, even if you don't have the finances at the moment to take care of it, there are doctors, many more than me, that are have uh, the willingness and the team effort and the joy of helping people. That's what we're in this profession for. And so if you just access it, if you don't know that there's access, that's what our job is to get it out to the public. But brushing and flossing and seeing the dentist. So what the, the level of problems that you have is individual. But if you just start, you'll start to feel better about yourself. And it's kind of like a snowball. You'll start to improve your confidence. The, the energy will come back because you're not fighting bacteria with your own immune system. You'll start to be able to chew better. And having enough teeth as you started off this conversation, not, and the inability to chew comfortably all kinds of the best food, you're going to go to softer foods that are less uh, nutritional. You will not have vitamins and, and antioxidants. So your health will deteriorate simply because you're not chewing food well enough. And lack of teeth is, is one cause of that. And also the study in the European Journal showed that jaw movements, if you don't have enough teeth, your jaw doesn't work correctly. There's some reaction in the brain that also deteriorates your memory in addition to the bacteria in your brains and causes early dementia. So a lot of studies are coming out daily on the importance of this keeping as many teeth as possible or replacing missing teeth, keeping your teeth clean. So I don't know how to exactly answer your question to summarize it, but I think it would be educating, helping homeless people getting them in the shelters and making part of the, the recovery process or help process uh, oral hygiene and oral health. I'm willing to go out, as you know, and you are as well, to provide toothbrushes and toothpaste right. and education. Well, that's what you did. We have a center, or mm -hmm. I have a center in Palm Springs, and we help uh, the homeless who have uh, mental illness, or, or even if they don't. But um, that's one thing. Uh, Dr. Rifkin does is he supplies me with all the toothbrushes and toothpaste. And, um, that's one of the main things that the first thing we give them is a, a kit. And that's that it always has a toothbrush, toothpaste and socks. Yeah. Socks is another thing and water. Cause you know, we're in Palm Springs. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. And you know, it's so funny cause all throughout my career, um, you know, which was God, 30 years, I, you could like break my nose, um, fracture my cheeks, my jaw, like split my eyes open. I had like so many, like 28 stitches here, 12 here, seven here. I'm like, you could do whatever you want to my face, but don't hurt my teeth. Like that was all. And I remember there was like a few times that 
I, I did hurt my teeth. I got hit so hard and, and my teeth broke and I was just, I was crying in my dressing room and like my mother never saw me cry and she was like, oh my God, and like me, que pasó, que pasó. And I said, my teeth, because like, it was like my pride and joy were my teeth. I, I spent so many years in braces and so to ruin my teeth, but anyway, so, uh, like Larry said, like, he's just, he's surprised that I have one tooth that hasn't healed. What uh, Both I had to have, what, what well, you had one to tooth do, that was broken so badly, it's fractured. Canals and one you had a root canal. To keep, yeah, to keep them in yeah, or something. It, they're still and hanging in barely, there. Yeah, one's yeah. barely hanging on for yeah, dear life. And I tell her, please don't bite into that. Stop boxing. Wear your mouth guard. Mouth guards yeah. are really important. So he made me, he actually made me um, a, a mouth piece. Yeah, that was better than like the ones that that were made for me with yeah. extra protection yeah it has to be should best be made by a dentist that understands the protection of your teeth and your jaw so that's another topic yeah. Yeah. but yeah, i was just about to ask i never for I never sports it would be better to get your your dentist to make your mouthpiece right absolutely and, they have and to be i custom. have these two like these two go at it when they're sparring and they're sparring without a mouthpiece you know, not good. Get into my office. We're making you mouth guards. I got to get one. Take it easy on each other, man. Yeah, bring it. Unless you get a big check for fighting, as me would say. Take it easy, right? I start to educate your trainer a little bit. Get the mouthpiece. That's why you have a mouthpiece. I have a mouthpiece that I use, but you just weren't wearing it. I wasn't wearing it. I use my mouthpiece a lot. Because mm-hmm. uh, I formerly do other martial arts at other martial mm-hmm. arts studios. So right. a mouthpiece is very something I, I have to remind myself to use. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of hard-headed. And Marcus, right. he got mad at me today because they were sparring. <laughs> and I was like, Shane, like, don't hit him so hard. But I get so worried because, you know, like I said, honey, they're not in, uh, they don't have a mouthpiece. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, my God, like. That's yeah. the last thing. Are they I wearing headgear? Not that that's. They're wearing the headgear, but not a mouthpiece. But you yeah. know that that doesn't matter. Doesn't like, protect your brain. Yeah, keeps you getting cut, right? Yeah, I was kind of like, yeah, just let him let him hit me. So I, I know. So I can, you know. I so you can feel what it's like to get hit. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. You want to? There's logic But I was like that too, so I I totally understand. It. I didn't want anyone telling me. Like, no, I get it. The yeah. adrenaline's pumping. You know, I've I've done some sparring in martial arts, and and uh, when I was younger. Uh, certainly amateur, and I remember getting hit in the face and hit in the head, and I go, yeah. I could break something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The light went on. But no, the sports mouth guards are hugely important today in all kinds of sports. I used to be the team dentist for the Lakers. And of course, with Mia, she's given me the opportunity to kind of work her corner and just make some mouth guards for her. But they should be custom made. I, I just did a piece, oh, I can't say this, on a, on a TV show. Um, Pretend you didn't hear that, okay? And it's going to talk about the importance of uh, custom-made mouth guards. And uh, mouth guards uh, have to be made by a dentist to really be truly protective. One size doesn't fit all. Well, Everybody's and a custom. Good dentist. You can't just. Yeah, you have to understand jaw position. You have to protect the lips, the teeth, and the jaws from fracture. All of those are important. And a custom mouth guard does it much better than the the over-the-counter ones. The boil and bite ones, right? I mean, they're better than zero. So I don't say they don't get one, but if you can, it's a small investment to protect your front teeth. Thank God Mia didn't lose her front teeth because if she had, there's dental implants and bridge work that would cost her five twenty thousand dollars, maybe more over a lifetime to maintain that. Right. 
save the money, use it for something else. <laughs> yeah, just recently, I didn't know that like dentists can actually make you a custom like mouthpiece. Oh, until, yeah. Like last week, until she told me, I'm like, I'm like, that's actual possible. Yeah, and yeah. and not only that, but it, it like you know, Doctor Rifkin says like you need to have it made by a dentist, not just any dentist though, because all yeah. of my mouthpieces were made by dentists, and it still didn't protect me, you know, until I met um, Doctor Rifkin, and. So he, he I, I don't know how, like, he makes them, but, but there's, like, an added protection. Everybody has a different style, a different way. So you have to make sure that you find a good one, hmm. you know. Just understanding the anatomy and what you're protecting and how to control forces, how to redirect forces with a mouth guard helps protect the teeth, the lips, and the, and the jaws. So it's, it's not rocket science, but it has to be thoughtful, and it has yeah. to be performed with precision. And that's what, uh, with a little bit of training, uh, most dentists could learn how to do it and do it well and just have to have the laboratory support to do that. But I've, I've of course, studied it because I want to protect my patient's teeth from every aspect, whether they're an athlete or not. You don't have to be a boxer or a fighter to fall down. Yeah. Okay, I see people on the birds all the time, and they're not wearing helmets, and they can fall. And I see a lot more facial injuries coming in here. Wow. Uh, And 75% of injuries to your teeth and mouth could be prevented with a mouth guard. Hmm. 600,000 visits per year, the statistics, occur uh, from sports-related. Wow. Quite a few. So it's common. It's not uncommon. Okay. You should walk around. Yeah. What, remember what neighborhood you're on? Put your mouth guard in. You know? You're ready. Skateboarding, riding a bike. And going yes. on a date. Going on a date. Yeah, if I didn't know she was a boxer, so I'd have had my mouth guard in my first date. And I said, all right, I got to get ready for her. <laughs> I know, you're lucky. Like, yeah. I thought it was just cologne and, you know, brush my teeth. What What are some materials, like what are some of the most like important materials when you when you make these mouth guards out of? Well, the mouth guards are usually made out of some sort of silicone, rubber, and of different strengths and different thicknesses. And they have to cover. They have to be smooth. They can't cut your lip on the inside if there's a rough or sharp edge. Uh, different layers, okay? Protection, okay? Um, it's like a proper fitting shoe or anything that should be custom fit for you has to be made properly. So the, the materials are common. It's technique. It's how you use them, how you mold them. Okay. So, Marcus and Robert, are you going to wear some mouth guards? I know. I might might want to. All right, I'm going to get you guys in here next week. (laughs) I know. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to offer them. If they ever want to come in and get their teeth checked or teeth cleaned, then that's that's my gift to my students for making making them spar without protection. (laughs) I feel responsible now. (laughs) As you should. (laughs) But you're doing a great job. No, I I will have one for this point on time. I will. So, yeah, I have have a question. Um, Because, you know, I, you know, how obsessed I get with my teeth, but I actually like got addicted to those, um, whitening strips mm-hmm. or teeth bleaching. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that that you can do if you can't afford to come and get your teeth, you know, done by a professional? Like, what do you think of those at-home kits? The, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the bleaching exactly strips? Yeah. I, think, I still use them. Yeah. Well, the at-home kits are fine. They just use a more diluted uh, hydrogen peroxide in a gel. Mm-hmm. I have to give you the the very short summary, uh, the same material you use in the office, except it's more diluted. The problem with the home strips is that if you're doing 
back teeth, side teeth, when you see when you smile, they don't cover all of the teeth. Uh, yeah. Also, there's no good, uh, let's say, uh, insert protection or warnings that if you're a pregnant woman, which women often get, okay, that's why we're here. Men don't. <gasps> I didn't know that. Important fact. Wow. Important medical fact. Yeah. Uh, wow. That you should not be using at-home methods because you could swallow the bleach. We don't know what the effect is on the growing baby. Probably not much. There was a silly study done on rats that smoked. How do you get rats that smoke? Wow. And they did a testing on that. <laughs> they probably didn't smoke. They probably put nicotine on their teeth. There's yeah. a study in here that talks about rats that were missing their teeth. That's, and that's now true. they have dementia or memory problems. Memory problems. They couldn't find their cheese or I something. Don't know. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> How do they something like that, that, right? That's crazy. Yeah. That's find crazy. your way home. That's right. So, uh, anyway. Um, uh, the point being, what were we talking about? Smoking. Smoking and bleaching. <laughs> yeah. She got me off on the, she got me off on dementia. See, I'm getting dementia, man. I don't know what it is. My memory's losing. Okay. Uh, just the minute. It's hypnotic. You know, you mentioned hip, hip memory loss and you forgot what you were talking about. Uh, but the point is, is that the at-home methods are fine, but if you also have, let's say, a filling in the front, it won't bleach and the teeth around it will whiten. So now you get a dark filling in the middle of a white, wow. whiter group of teeth. So again, with just a proper screening from a dentist, you know, uh, it would be a better situation. Mm -hmm. uh, also, if you smoke, it increases your chance of oral cancer with the bleach. How many so, of you smoke? Raise your hand. Time to time, I smoke. Okay. Well, Cigarettes? if you do or did. No. Um, Cigarettes, I highly try to stay away from. <clears throat> I smoke a lot of marijuana. Mm -hmm. lot of Does marijuana affect? Well, energy? all smoke has carcinogens in them. It doesn't okay. really, mm. there's no special thing about the ingredient in marijuana oh. that causes oral cancer. It's the carcinogens from being a, a burning leaf that creates But what if you're carbon. vaping it? Uh, then that's not good. Uh, that's not good that's for your good. lungs. Really? You know, it depends what it is. I don't no, know the exact teeth. studies on vaping. I don't know. I don't know that yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't know about vaping. Depends on the ingredients. There's so many different ingredients in vaping. You can't say it's nicotine or it's this or yeah. that. Oh. The point is, is that, uh, smoking of some sort with a burning tobacco, marijuana or otherwise mm -hmm. creates carcinogens that lay on your mouth. That's why it's, it stains your teeth. Mm -hmm. So it's in your mouth and it's on your gum tissue and tongue and everything else. Mm -hmm. And so when you add the, uh, hydrogen peroxide from bleaching ingredients, yeah. it increases your chance of oral cancer. Wow. Okay. So if you smoke, you should, if you're going to want to whiten your teeth, get them done in the office by a dentist. That okay. way we isolate the teeth and the gums. The only the teeth receive the bleach, not the rest of your mouth. Wow. How often should you get your teeth cleaned? Uh, the minimum would be twice a year. Twice. Optimal would be four times a year. And it depends on the patient, okay? If the patient has really poor oral hygiene, more frequent cleaning. But even if you get your teeth cleaned four times a year, that's only four times a year your teeth are clean. What do you do about the other 361 days, okay, that you leave plaque and bacteria? Because bacteria on your teeth, under your gums, still travel to your body. They still cause local diseases such as gingivitis and inflammation and decay. So you really need to carry on afterwards. Mm -hmm. The in-office or hygiene or cleanings in the dental office, the professional cleans, gets off the hardened calculus and some of the stain. Well, that's what I mean. That How shouldn't develop. You... If you're really clean, it wouldn't develop. Yeah. When was the last time you went in and had your teeth? Oh, God. <clears throat> A good four months. Four Honestly. months? That's yeah. really good. It is? Yeah, it's not bad. Three like, would I, be ideal. Like, I, Six I, I is not to, bad. Because, mm -hmm. like, on my on my past experience, like, being homeless and, like, dealing with the, the like, 
the financial trouble and, and the, the pain of like having like so much teeth problems. Like I try to get like my teeth checked when I can or like when, when, wherever chance jumps for me to get a check, I try to get them checked as much, much as I can. That's really good. Right. Robert, when was the last time you had them cleaned? Uh, the last time was like two months ago, but before that, it was like Robert a few gets years. Robert every week. <laughs> He's like you and Mia. That's really good, too. And what about you, Marcus? Longer than both of them combined. Um, honestly, it's been, <laughs> to be honest, it's been a few. It's been, since my time out here, it's been a few years. Last time I actually went to the dentist, I had all my wisdom teeth pulled. So okay. It's been well over. It's been it's about that. It's about that time. Well, you <laughs> come over, in to see Doctor Rifkin, and we're going to give you here's a good news. Teeth You're young. You all are young. Probably have had some cavities. I have too. Okay. And we all can prevent a lot of that with just cleaning at home and flossing. Even if you didn't see the dentist, I'm certainly not recommending that. We can, as dentists, as professionals, can check on you and make sure even if you got a cavity starting, if you come in frequently, it tends to be really small and an easy fix. If you wait two, three, five, ten years, which some some of my patients do, you have to have a whole rehabilitation like that one I did on that on that television mm. show. It's really bad. Yeah. Infections and all. You're young. I'm going to help. Mia's helping. Help yourselves. Tell your friends. Okay. Stay healthy. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Shane, how how many times a day do you brush your teeth? At least once. I know that, that you know it's recommended to do it twice, but honestly, I can forget. I have like tens of million other things on my mind. You're I, like Dr. Rifkin. He does it once. I, 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 I do it three, was, t- I do three times a day. Like most of the time, like... No, she does it ten times a day. I do it three <laughs> times a day. <laughs> if if it, if it ain't like the morning or night, definitely always at the end of the night. I feel like it's probably and how like the the first thing in the morning. Yeah, often. for sure. Definitely in the morning. Yeah, definitely yeah. It's important. But like then again, like I have like a, a lot of stuff going on in my life. <laughs> how often do you floss? Um, That's the question to, I was going to ask. Yeah, um, not as often as I should. How often? Once a week? I floss every yeah, day. Yeah, once a week. Right, once, once a week. twice a week. Okay. That's not abnormal. It's not yeah. what we should do because you wouldn't clean half your body, right? Right. So the biggest area of retention of bacteria is between the teeth where the floss mm-hmm. goes. That's the biggest incidence of decay mm-hmm. and the biggest start of bone loss in gingivitis. And if your gums bleed when you floss, yes. it means you're not flossing enough. There's inflammation and infection there. As soon as you start flossing and brushing in between there, some that bleeding usually disappears within three to five days. That doesn't mean you don't have a cavity, so see a dentist. If you don't have the funds right now or anybody, go to a does, free clinic, go to a dental school. Does yeah. insurance cover dental now? Oh, to a certain extent. Some, some of them do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I didn't have great root. My, my last work that I had on my teeth, I had deep cleaning done. Mm-hmm. My very good friend of mine referred mm-hmm. me to a dentist. And, um, I got a very good deal on that. Um, and that's where I got the, the information and news that, like, I definitely, I like my problem. I definitely need to, flossing is, like, the definitely thing I really need to focus on. Cause yeah. I, my, my gums bleed when I eat apples and fruit. And, like, oh, okay. And, like, I, that's one of my biggest things. Like, I have to definitely yeah. floss more. You guys ever experience or somebody tell you, probably they won't tell you, you have bad breath? Yeah, definitely. Okay. That's bacteria, you know? It's like we don't bathe. That's my biggest 
fear. Yeah, that's, when, that's a lot of yeah. insane right? fear. That, I hate it. And like I, I, I like like I like talking to ladies and stuff, but like that's the, like one of my biggest fear as far as like some female be like, Oh, your your breath stink. Like crushed. <laughs> I mean, like, right? Like, yeah, that ruins everything. Robert, you can be the best looking person that? in the world, the most yeah, greatest personality, it, right? Marcus, do you think about that? Oh yeah. All the time. Oh, yeah. yeah, all the time. There's no such thing. I, that's like a that's like a nightmare. Yeah, isn't that like everybody's like yeah, I don't even want to eat, man. Just kissing is over, right. and everything yeah. after that's gone. Everything, right? Everything is like, so yeah. let's just throw the whole date away. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. Exactly, I agree. It's like if I went out with a guy, and that's like the first thing. Like, I know, like I went out with this guy long before you, and he was once again. He was probably the most gorgeous human being besides Dr. Rifkin that ever walked the earth. She has to say that. He was like, oh God, who can I uh, describe? Like, he was tall. He was like six, four. He was like a, he was light skinned black. Um, I mean, just like, just, and his body was like, oh my God, he was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. He had the worst mm-hmm. breath, mm-hmm. the worst breath. And I just couldn't, I couldn't get over it. Like it game, was over. Just, it, game, yeah. game over. Game over. Gone. Like, I'm like, dude, Dr. like no Ryan matter Ryan. how good looking you are, because you are freaking hot. I just can't get over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so sad. I feel like I it's mean, like it, a, um, it's like a connotation that you, the first thing you, I guess you think about, like, oh, man, they're bursting. They don't take care of themselves at all. Like, you don't yeah. you just throw the whole, the whole, the whole <laughs> human away. Just throw them yeah. away. Hygiene is primary. Yeah. Not just for the, for the health aspect, of it, which mm-hmm. is huge. But just interaction. I mean, you can approach somebody that's good looking. I don't care. It may not even be their breath. It could be too much cologne. It's like mm, too much. Of too much. That's your thing. You don't like. I like some. I just like it mild. <laughs> Natural. <laughs> clean. Just clean. I know that's true. Hygiene is huge. And that's hard. Like if you're homeless, like honestly, I remember, I remember showering at Chevron when I was like a teenager, like the Chevron bathroom, being, being homeless. Like honestly, Getting clean was like a full on job. I don't yeah. care. I, don't, I didn't care if I even <laughs> ate that day. As long as I like, took a shower, yeah. I got clean. I looked approachable towards like, yeah. females. I didn't care what was going on. Right. I was like, I'll try to be the most approachable homeless guy that ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. The most approachable the homeless, homeless guy, guy ever. ever. <laughs> Everybody that knew me like I am homeless, I, but I, I, I smell good. good. All the time. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Robert? Yeah, same thing with me. Like you, if you even even if you can't get like to a shower and clean yourself, you have to have wipes and always have like a toothbrush on hand. You always have to have a toothbrush. And you know what's funny about you is like every time I came, honey, every time I came to class, he just always looked sharp. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean mm-hmm. Shane too, right. but I don't think you were homeless when I met you. I, no. I just recently got a house like a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Robert wasn't. Mm-hmm. But you didn't have housing. No, no, no. Yeah, I know you didn't. But he, every time you came in, oh, you yeah. looked like <laughs> he looked like you just like walked out of a magazine. Like, yeah. So, um, These three guys are three yeah. good-looking guys. They are. You know? it's they don't crazy. not look like they were ever homeless. Or, I know. And and nothing wrong with you know. I'm not judging homeless, but I know it's it's a tough cir- circumstance. Yeah. You know, you guys it, are good-looking guys. You got great personalities. It wears on you. Yeah. Like you have people that 
have been homeless for so long, like a lot of the guys in Palm Springs, they've aged like probably, I don't know, there's some that are like 30 years old and they honestly look like they're in their 70s. I mean, it just really ages you. Yeah, honestly, I think what we're talking about here is the main reason that, that like, there's like two different sides to homelessness. There's like giving up and then like you still got it. Like you, yeah, you just got to take care of your hygiene. And if you look at, if you take care of your hygiene, your mouth, your teeth, your smell, like you're, you're in the go. You're, you're good. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Okay. So when you're homeless, do you start to feel more and more isolated, disconnected? unfriendly you're not receiving love or attention or somebody to connect with oh yeah absolutely Def- definitely and, and that and that's why I like a big role of looking good smelling good showering taking care of your teeth looking approachable is is, is a big aspect in that how did you find daniel's place and and mia i mean what what oh god what asset well, was I that i came to daniel's place through um at step up on second mm-hmm um, which is uh, a huge uh, 501c3 nonprofit mm-hmm. for the homeless um, in Santa Monica. And then they approached me about doing um, the young adult class at Daniel's Place. And so that's, and, and it's weird because my son used to be a member of Daniel's Place um, some years before. And how I ended up back there is just. I, I don't believe it's coincidence. I think it was just yeah, meant to be. Amazing but how did you guys end up yeah, at Daniel's Place? That's what I want to know is how um, you got connected with them. How I found Daniel's Place? All of you. All was, of you. This was probably like three, three, three and a half years ago. Uh, I was sleeping on the beach. Like literally, I, was, I used to sleep under a lifeguard shack. And there, there was this one specific uh, officer that used to come by me every morning. He used to give me granola bars and a bottle of water. His name was mm-hmm. Officer Todd. Mm-hmm. Patrol the beach. And one day, he's, he, he was just talking to me. He was like, man, you look like a very sharp, nice young man. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand, like, you're, you're, you're going through a lot. Um, he, he told me about Daniel's place. He's like, man, it's, it's wow. worth, like, looking into. Like, you know, That's you can, great. like, build yourself back up, man. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. And you took him up on that offer. Yes, I took him up on the offer. Like, and ever since I, I found Daniel's place, and, like, I, it changed my life. So then you wow. found other friends that you could relate to and, yes, sir. and help and people that cared. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. How, about How about you, Robert? Uh, it's actually funny. The first, the first night I came out here, like I had nothing, just like a backpack. I went to the Santa Monica area and then like I passed like right by Daniel's place. But then like, uh, it was like a month or two that went by and I, me just wandering around, just like, not really doing anything until like somebody told me about like there's um Tay drop-in centers and Daniel's place was one of them. So like I went to the beach one day and then I walked by Daniel's place again and there it was. And that's, it was yeah, that, that's, see, it that's was. not <laughs> coincidence. It was oh, meant yeah. to be. Marcus. No, actually, um, uh, Shane actually introduced me to Daniel's place. Um, oh, wow. yeah, I've been going through, um, like the homeless situation kind of off and on, but strong for like three years or so. But, um, Shane told me, like, I had met him, it's crazy. I met him like about three and a half, about three, going on four years ago out here. And, um, we were kind of just doing the home, doing the thing. And then I left. And I, I guess after that time, he 
he ran into Daniel's place. By the time we, we linked back up together, you know, he had brought this to my attention and said, you should come check it out. Been there ever since. I'm more, like, more recent to it than these. All right. So friends. None of that is coincidence. Directed you there. Officer on the beach. Officer on the beach directed you there. Otherwise, you wouldn't have found out about it. All right. That's all right. That's great. But great. everything I think was meant to be because, you know, how I ended up back there is so strange because when they told me, the CEO, Todd, um, asked me to check out Daniel's place, you know, for my boxing class. Um, the first time I drove up there, I was like, wow, like, I, I just knew this place in my mind. Like, it was so familiar to me. I just couldn't like pinpoint it. And then when I walked in, I went, Oh my God, like this is the place that my son was going to. So, and Oh yeah, I told the story. The first guy mm -hmm. I met was Julian. It's so funny. Cause Julian's like, why didn't you invite me to come today? Oh, that would have been perfect. But cause he didn't come to boxing. So he never comes to boxing. Yeah, I think he came once. Met, met out here. Um, he, he's he's a sweet kid. He is. One, one day I'm I'm talking to him into it. So he's, yeah, he's, he's just about there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how's the job situation? I know. Oh yeah, you got um, a job. My job at Ben and Jerry's is awesome. I love my job. Oh, um, it really. We correlates. love your job too. <laughs> we do. He goes by. <laughs> it, it really correlates with my smile because like smiling is probably like ninety percent of my job. Um, I couldn't honestly. I couldn't ask for anything better. I, I make people smile and happy all day. Like, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Robert, how about you? Uh, me? Well, I we just... gotta come back. Wait, well, sorry, Robert. We gotta come back because we ran out of ice cream. <laughs> oh, okay, exactly. <laughs> we'll be back. Shades we'll be back. our supplier. <laughs> Robert. Uh, wait, what was the question again? It's like, how's the job situation? Are oh yeah, employed um, now or? Yeah, I'm just now starting to look. I'm getting my resume ready because I just like I just got housed. You just got housing. So like, yeah, that's all in the works right now. Good. So you, and you feel confident? You go right up there and say, "Yeah, feel, I'm what you need." I feel yeah, I feel confident. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Marcus, how about you? I'm actually in the process. Um, I just actually did like four interviews this week, and wow. right now, so I'm just kind of following up on seeing what comes up after the weekend, you know? Yeah. So, you know, keeping the vibes up for that. Meanwhile, just all, just working, really just kind of focusing on that, that whole grind. So, yeah. I think that's great that number one, you're getting, you're not homeless. Okay. You've got friends, you've got confidence, you're going out pursuing the jobs. You have one. And, uh, that's, that's great. What has Mia done for you? Oh, you don't mind me honey. asking. <laughs> Um, they adore me. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I knew you said that. She, she, like her boxing class is awesome. Um, uh, for me, it, 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 I really so much stress. Like I just had, like I feel like a weight is off. Uh, it's very relieving. Very like, like I can like recharge myself to prepare for like the next battle. Like mentally, I have to face. You know, um, I'm, I'm very grateful that Mia and found Daniel's place. I, I can't say anymore. <laughs> Robert? Yeah, for uh, the Boxing Foundation, it's, yeah, it's like a as within, so without. So, like, if I'm boxing, <laughs> like, internally, I can face the next challenge. 
So it's like, yeah, you can relieve stress and it's just like, it's like all around, just like confidence and everything. So yeah, it's cool. And like, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate um, the boxing lesson. So can she still beat you or not really anymore? Uh, <laughs> probably still? still, but I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> just, just give me like five months and I'll be there. All right. I don't know. He's throwing down the gauntlet. <laughs> don't hurt her teeth, please. You hit, right. too, hit too hard. No, I no, know. No, no. I'm not letting that happen. <laughs> I won't do that. How about Marcus? Um, I'm equally just as grateful for the class. Um, it's very, it is very therapeutic. That's like the number one thing. Um, respecting the sport and the art itself. So I'm looking forward to more classes and just training and bettering myself because it is like a as within, so without thing. It is the better you are mentally and and physically, the more you fit, the, kind of the better you feel spiritually yeah. and energetically. So yeah. And I don't really want like these kids to um to necessarily become like fighters or anything, but just, I just think exercise is so important, you know, for mental health and just feeling better because it raises your endorphins and gives you that natural high. But I want to thank you guys for being a part of this. For, thank you. I owe you dinner. I owe you all dinner. <laughs> I want to. I want to thank you guys and Mia yeah. for and the opportunity Dr. for me to Rick, give yeah, some information out. No, 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 no. I'm thanking you. I'm thanking you, gentlemen. That's <laughs> thank been great. Was this a new one? Is it a snap? I like, like that. All right. Like and let's go around. Where can we find everybody at, Dr. Rifkin? Where can we find you? Well, you can. You know, you can, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin. You can find me social media. You yeah, can find you know, me on the internet. Just Lawrence Rifkin. That's it. I'm a dentist. Okay. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I'm your boyfriend also. Look up Nia's really? boyfriend. I've lost, I've lost my memory. Dot com. I forgot you were my boyfriend. I forgot. We had to drop the S on the boyfriend. Mia's boyfriend's. That's <laughs> one of my boyfriends. All right. Marcus? Yeah. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the number one, uh, Lucini, L-U-C-H-I-N-I. Um, at Instagram, it'll be uh, the letter V for the period, then Lucini, L U C H I N I. Both. Uh, uh, at the moment, I've only got my personal Instagram, and that's Rob Allah, R O B dot A L L A H. And yeah, it's just my personal Instagram. So, um, Shane. Peebles. You can find me on Facebook at just Shane Peebles or Shane Van Peebles. You can find me on Instagram, um, Shane underscore AK 47 kid with three sevens. Don't be alarmed. It's just a game and tag. Um, and you can find me on Twitter. Just, just my whole name, Shane Van Peebles. Thank you guys. Great and you can find me at Mia St. John Boxer and Mia St. John Foundation.org. <laughs>